Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. It is the Unpacked Podcast from AcmePackingCompany.com and SB Nation talking about your now suddenly win and you are in Green Bay Packers. Follow us at the Unpacked Pod on the rapidly declining Twitter um, and also on the rapidly becoming more obsolete Instagram. For no reason, we are coming to you via the official Glenn's Not Dead Yet Memorial Zoom account. I am Zach Rapport, holding it down in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And we are, we're all over the place. Alex, you are like, you're in the Hamptons. The, the house looks nice, but the internet is spotty, I hear. Yeah, so it's a hotel and the internet works on every device except the one computer I need to record the podcast on. Um, so uh, thankfully my phone works, so we're going to see... How this connection goes. Seems like there's not a huge lag, so hopefully I'm not going to be talking over people, but uh, we're going to make it work. Yeah, we're out in uh, actually oddly sunny Bridgehampton today uh, for a January day. Um, got to walk on the beach a bit. It was nice. Yeah, good time out here. Way to celebrate the, the Packers being alive. Is that a uh, their family relation out there? What are you doing out there? Uh, no, just a little post New Year's getaway. My wife's company is off work all week instead of the week between Christmas and New Year's. So, um, she found an oddly good deal on TikTok. Uh, I give her a lot of shit for being on TikTok like way too much, but, um, she also found, uh, severely discounted. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I guess the algorithm sometimes does serve people well. And this was one of those times. So we've had a nice relaxing time out here. Drinking some wine, you know, doing doing your thing for the week off. So. Nice. Sounds lovely. Also joined by yeah. Nick, also with extenuating circumstances. What's going on? <laughs> I see a phone like yeah. jerry-rigged to a mic stand. What's going on? Yeah, yeah. We're we're using all of our resources at our hands right now. So yeah, I mean, um Alex being on remote being on assignment kind of means that I in a weird way have to be on assignment despite being in my own home because he has the, uh, the recording equipment with him. So we're making it work. Um, I'm kind of a prisoner in my own home. Like I was, like I was saying, uh, before the pod started, um, my, uh, my lovely girlfriend is outside on a, on a much more important call of her own needing certain technical equipment that I also potentially needed. Um, but you know what? It's no fault other than than mine. We're gonna make it work. Yeah. And Zach is Zach being the uh, stellar producer that he is. Even if it doesn't work, he'll he'll find a way to make it sound pretty. We'll we'll try to make it sound decent. Yeah, you said you came home and like your wife was doing, or your uh, girlfriend rather is doing like real real business stuff, and you're like, I gotta make my fake internet stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to. Uh, I, I have a childish endeavor. I'd like to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I couldn't be like, but we talked about this. She's like, I'm doing real important work things. Hey, but you know what? Yeah, you know what? I retract that because this is real important because boy, oh man, did we not think we'd be here four to five weeks ago. Yeah, man. I I don't know what to say. 41 to 17 Packers over the Vikings. Uh, schadenfreude. I don't know. It just feels... <laughs> <laughs> just it just feels good i mean i i don't know i say schadenfreude I, I guess i don't really normally experience that i don't take delight in other people's pain but i'll just launch right into my note nug because i guess that something that i wasn't expecting was for like vikings 
nation, particularly on Twitter, but elsewhere as well, um, to be so whiny and to be <laughs> such sore losers. Yeah, and so pathetic. like, like I always, I don't know. I suffer no delusions about how good or bad the Packers are. Maybe I overinflate them sometimes, but I think generally I'm pretty grounded in like being ready for pain. Uh, <laughs> just accepting that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Just like everything. It was wild, man. There was like conspiracies on Reddit about the Packers, like, like, uh, overwatering specific portions of the field. Meanwhile, we find out later that like, um, the equipment guys were like, Hey guys, it's Lambo. You might want to think about these longer cleats and they didn't do it. And then they're slipping all over the place. Yeah. And like <laughs> Twitter's blowing up with all these like little video clips of like, this field is substandard. Look at like all these, and it's just Vikings players and not Packers players that are slipping all over the place. It's Lambo in the winter time. They got to do stuff to make that field serviceable in Wisconsin in January. It's a slippery field. We've talked about it for years on this podcast. Um, there was a couple years ago where it was like the Packers had trouble, I think getting their footing like all season long. I don't know. That's just like, uh, one example, but Really, when it comes down to it, it was a battle of like two average to above average teams. Like, who could be the more slightly above average team? And if they played that game 10 times in a row, um, a lot of weird stuff would happen. And it might be a 5 5 split. I don't know. I'm not convinced that, like, that the Packers are 30 points better than the Vikings. But I also, I don't know. Schadenfreude. I guess I, I like I retroactively now am experiencing Schadenfreude because Packers uh, Vikings fans rather have been so whiny in the wake of this uh, devastating loss. I guess for them. Yeah, we we watched you talk your way through it. We we knew, we knew you were enjoying it, um, but as <laughs> as I think we all were. I mean, it's like the like the little brother kind of syndrome, like or whatever you call it. Like they finally they beat you in a game of pick up and they take the biggest victory lap ever and then when things don't go their way like they typically don't it's excuse making and i mean you're right they're not 30 points better than them on any given sunday but on this one they were in week one of the season they obviously weren't it's a much different team right now than it was at that point in time though like I don't know how you felt like we were, we were laughing to each other or I guess over group chat rather when instantly that punt gets blocked right at the beginning of the game, but it felt, it did not for whatever reason feel as deflating as it did when Christian Watson dropped that bomb week one. Like there, yeah. I just felt like the team had, a, has a different resolve now and it didn't, I was just like, all right, let's get a stand. And then they did. And then it, from that point on, it was, Bam. I think Rasul Douglas said after the game, like, when did you know that it was actually going to be in hand? And he goes, after we got that first stand yep. um, on the goal line, I'm like, damn, that's cool. Yeah. I will also say that first stand is when uh, that goal line stand <clears throat> is when the Vikings lost their, I believe it was, was it the center? Was it a backup center who then went out and then they had their third string yeah. center in there? That's brutal. Yeah. A lot of extenuating circumstances, which is why we can't like, overly gloat about this um and you got a lions team coming in that we all think is probably better than the vikings team is so work's not done yet man remember when the vikings and the lions were set to play and vegas had the lions as favorites and the and vikings fans were so mad they were so mad well that's that's what i find is so weird about this whole thing like going back to your note nook about the the whininess coming from the fan base how do you not take this past sunday as a moment to self-reflect and maybe consider the fact that everything that everybody's been saying about you and also you know the odds makers who are pretty good about this not ever really being that high on you yeah. like that, that that some of this stuff might be true like that maybe i'm Maybe I'm, you know, thinking too highly of myself and thinking too highly of Packers fans. But I also think at times we're, no, we're, you know, we have a reputation of being overly negative. Like, that's what I would, I mean, I feel like we would immediately jump to what's wrong with us rather than like what's wrong with everybody else and what's wrong with, you know, the conspiracy theories and the, the what's wrong with our cleats and overwatering the field. Like, how how do you, 
I just don't know how you can arrive at that after a, a performance that was so thorough. You know, it it wasn't one or two things going bad. It was every single thing. Yeah. Like I have cannot remember a game where I felt like more things went the Packers way, like more things that don't usually go there. They returned a kickoff for a touchdown. <laughs> like, you know, they got like all kinds of crazy bounces that Kirk Cousins couldn't stop throwing to the Packers. Like, I, how do you not just, yeah, I, I'm so conflicted about it yeah. because I don't think the Vikings are good, but they are a 12 run team. So like what, what's presented to us is what we dealt with and we dealt with it way better than I ever thought it could have thought that we could. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's wild that uh, the Vikings could be doing anything, but kind of looking in the mirror after that one. Yeah. I actually got, um, I was blocked by the uh, Twitter account for uh, the daily Norseman, the SB nation <laughs> blog oh, really? uh, covering the Vikings. I've never interacted with that account. And I feel like I'm a pretty, reasonable version of fan who is online like i don't like i'm not trying to stoke anybody i'm not the the most the the most poking that i will do is every once in a while i'll see that the vikings lost and i'll tweet something like oh did the vikings lose with like a gif of seinfeld being like yeah that's a shame like that's that's just like friendly (laughs) division stuff and that's That's, fine yeah yeah that's i think ap your point is a, a good one like when when you can point the fingers inward, like you're a you're part of a fan base or part of a perspective that like wants to speak and consider things with ration, um, and it just they it just felt so irrationally. I mean, come on, can you you're playing on the same field? So if you're gonna slop it, like you're putting yourself and your wide receivers at a disadvantage, and why would you want to? put a more potent offense out there when the defense is at a quote unquote disadvantage as well. It doesn't make any sense. My favorite one was, was that um, Jair Alexander was getting safety help as if like game planning correctly for the very clearly best player on your team is, is, uh, is cheating in some form or is like taking the easy way out. Like he had his worst game, like a point blank. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And also, it was pretty evident that Jair, whether there was someone else there behind him or not, was in his head. Like, you have to just own that. Like, I would think Justin Jefferson himself, and he kind of did, like, would own that one. And 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 they were still, like, trying to find ways to even, like, take away from that, which was one of the most exciting things about this performance. Because at the end of the day, like, I love the soap opera element of this. And boy, did that deliver in the best kind of way on our end. I mean, speaking of soap opera, Jair Alexander in the giant oversized ball cap. (laughs) Perfect. I love just bringing back like storylines from earlier in the season and just like never like letting go of a grudge. And like, it's just great. See, that's, and that's what I like about, um, Zadaria Smith and I know that Packers fans are at this point love to hate Zadaria Smith but to me that's like and I've said this before the WWE like the wrestling element of it all and then of course he like at the final whistle he couldn't have been like quicker to the locker room no on-field handshakes or commiserating like I don't know I don't love (laughs) Love to hate him actually weirdly I don't love to hate him I just love to wonder yeah I, I just love to wonder like why he's so cranky like at the player, you know what I mean? Like the players didn't, I guess they didn't vote him captain. So maybe that's, that's part of it. <laughs> I'm not um, even saying that I but, hate him because I don't, I still, yeah, the thing yeah. is, is I still like him and yeah, yeah. I think, you know, whatever, I don't know, these guys, whatever you got to do to get yourself out of bed in the morning and be a professional athlete. I just feel like the Packers have wronged people way worse than Zadarius Smith and they guess what you just kind of get over it and you move on like that's there's something about the organization though where the scorned lover has this like vitriol I like it and especially when they end up on the Vikings maybe not so much the Bears but it's the Vikings I mean Greg Jennings just comes to mind first and foremost but um it's it's a it's a weird phenomenon that when you get out of the organization maybe it's because they don't value like individual performance and personality as much as like the whole holistic team situation and that rubs guys who think that they're maybe better than they are deserve more than they do 
the wrong way. Yeah. It is unknowable to quote Michael Scott. All right. Give me, uh, give me some, some note nugs. Uh, Alex, a notable nugget coming out of this game. All right. My notable nugget is the fact that we are one good to very good defensive performance away from Joe Barry being our defensive coordinator <laughs> next year. We've had this debate the past two shows, and I'm sorry, Zach. I, I think the way that they are possibly getting in, because they're not guaranteed to get in, the way that they may get in the postseason, if it's a if if you know, if it's like 45 to 42 when they get in on Sunday night, it's a different story. But if it's anything like the Vikings game. I don't know what's going to happen in the wild card round. I think the guy's job is safe because they've, they've been, you know, the Packers are that team now that for two straight weeks has been playing playoff football, quote unquote. You could argue that for the past like four weeks, they've been playing playoff football and they have delivered it a very, very big way. And I am nervous because I don't know if when Matt LaFleur sits down at a table uh, and thinks deeply to himself, if he says, well, that was Kirk Cousins. I mean, is it really that great? Or if he like looks at metrics and it's like, wow, this team is gelling and we have like some guys like who really stepped up and we got some guys who gotten back to being a little bit healthy. And we, you know, I, I don't know. I'm just, I am finding it harder and harder to believe that they're going to ax Joe Barry. And look, maybe there's a world where he comes back next year and, and they're decent. <laughs> uh, the, to me, like um, the the difference has been, and I probably say this every week, not super smart over here, not the smartest football guy. But to me, the difference I think has been these last few games is that he's just letting his best players play football and not just keeping them back in a zone. And maybe there's something to that where he's just like learning to trust the guys and maybe that is like a sea change for that person and they and they can be better going forward so maybe to your point there is a world where they keep him and he's like learned a lesson um that he carries into future seasons at the same time as i'm saying that though you know i a lot of these guys i think you are who you are and you always will fall back on on tendencies and so that i that, i am worried that that's what's worrying yeah 100 percent you nailed it because like, I don't want him to get fired just to have a new guy. I would love for him to keep doing what he's doing. Like I would love to keep him if he's going to be this guy who just empowers his really talented players. I just don't know if I can trust it, you know? Yeah. And that's the, that's the real hard part because like it shouldn't, it's not rocket science. We came into the season talking about this being one of the most talented defensive units that we have seen on this team in a while like they were expected yeah. to be one of the best defenses in the league the like, old like the old we were... best defense on paper yeah that's the <sighs> frustration because it's like any not maybe not a novice football fan but anyone who pays slight attention can see like they're out of like they're out of general scheme and i and quay walker said it after the game as well he's like we he like we were we were in, I don't know I'm paraphrasing but we were emboldened to just like play we we were able to roam the field and play and that's what Jair wanted and yeah they bracketed the best wide receiver in the NFL because no shit you bracket the best wide receiver in the NFL that's just called scheming and he actually against the rules like it's against the rules right <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm just like yeah you 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 cooked up a game plan that allowed your players to take advantage of their skill set. And then you would just, and, and, and you didn't just stick to some, like we, we go into the season as this like zone coverage team. We're not going to follow particular wide receivers around. Like, what do you mean? Like you got to adjust game to game. And it feels like he's like really taking that to heart. So yes, if, if Joe Perry continues to coach exactly how he's coaching now, then come on back. Um, it's a, it's a difficult pill to swallow though. Yeah. If, if it goes the other way. Yep. All right, Nick, give me a note nug. Did you swig some wine? Yeah. Wine boys are still in action just cause you're in the North Fork away from me. Doesn't mean I can't drink wine at home. 
Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm in like a big wine territory. I'll be drinking wine all oh, the day. The North tomorrow. Fork, man. It's a thing. It's a whole wine thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in New York. I'm a white guy. I've been to the North Fork. There you go. <laughs> Technically, I'm not in the North Fork, but. Well, whatever. Just like theater of the mind. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think I think the biggest thing that we're kind of coming to grips with as the season plays on is we you can you can see Aaron Rodgers is kind of like he didn't play the best game of his career. He didn't play the best game of his season. He probably played one of the worst games of the season this last week, all things considered, he didn't have to do much because he wasn't asked to do much. So early on in the year when the team had the myriad of ailments that they had and Rogers had ailments of his own, like a broken thumb and goes into hero ball mode, like, of course, they're going to be put in compromised positions. Like this is a type of team, if it's going to succeed, like that is going to see a lot of success going forward is Rogers in mentorship mode, game management mode, and not having terrible, dumb play calling get in the way of that, which probably in the McCarthy era, he was able to overcome a lot of that um, and go hero ball mode and figure it out on his own. But it's not, that's just not what his, he's not, he's not going to be hero ball guy anymore with sustained success. So seeing a game where you didn't have to ask much of Rogers and the, the team put up 41 points is like where this team, I thought going into the year, I mean, despite coming off of a back-to-back MVP season, like there's gotta be some form of regression at some point. You can't like the bucks don't really ask that much of Tom Brady over the last couple of years. Like he'll have the, the insane, you know, come from behind or two minute drill drive but it's it's been that Buccaneers defense that kept them afloat so all these all of these like supreme athletes that we've been like waiting for them to emerge have have been stifled by Joe Barry or play calling or injury or whatever else like maybe the team's just like coming into the version of itself that could actually maybe make a run and Rodgers does look healthier. Oh, like, no. He does. Oh, no. I Your know, mind no. is telling I, you they're going to make a run. <laughs> all right. Prepare for pain. And I, I, and I just, I remember, <laughs> I mean, like, like, look at what happened in this game. It was all things that we didn't even get a glimpse of earlier on. Third down efficiency. Um, going seven for 12, I think, on third downs. Scoring two out of three. Um in the red zone and Mason Crosby being inevitable, Mason Crosby getting crazy. Like, and that's the other thing team getting breaks that they hadn't gotten Yeah, interior defense, not being exposed. Like the safeties look good. They weren't like getting blown up. They were in position. The middle linebackers were in position. Um, It's just like things kind of starting to click. I don't know. Yeah. Is it crazy? Can I um posit a general question for the group? Sure. What's where? What's our what's our temperature on Aaron Rodgers right now? Like, because I said earlier this year, like if you <laughs> if you sit me down and like force me to listen to him long enough, like by the end of it, I'll probably come away being like his biggest fan again. There was also a time where we were like, I feel like we were like, all right, let's see Jordan Love. You know, we're ready. Like, bring on the Love era. But I have to say, like, I think. Being a little bit healthier, one, like maybe not having a broken thumb on your throwing hand. The haircut. Um, <laughs> New haircut. Big haircut. The, the, one, one, like, one feel good kind of quote, like, kind of like getting deep in your feelings from a Jason Wildey question post game. Like, I'm, I'm, so, I'm really close to being back. Like, Alex, the heart what's wants the, what the what's heart the point? wants, you know? <laughs> what's the point? Like, where is, you know, what is unforgivable when it comes to Aaron Rodgers in terms of character and, and these things? Because, like, it's easy to think of him as a crap leader when this team sucks and all of his young guys are getting yelled at all the time. But now I'm like, wait a second. These guys are really, like, you know, like, was he laying the groundwork early on? It, it, it's it's got to be both. 
but I know what you mean. When things are good, they're good. Just like, you know, I will like say you both, you've both mentioned the leadership, and Nick, I believe you talked about mentorship, and I, I did think that was interesting. On I don't think it was the post game remarks uh, following this game was talked a little bit about how he was asked to step into like a more of a leadership role, I guess. And I just, I thought that was really interesting because here's someone who has had his, his leadership chops and bona fides questioned for years. And he always rankled at it. He always takes umbrage um, because to, I, I, and I think this is sincere being a leader, I think of being a good leader um, is very important to him and always has been dating back to Alex when you were trans- transcribing Tuesdays with Aaron. He always talked about that and he's reading books on it and it's super important to him. But here he is at the podium in in 2023, essentially admitting that the coach had to like talk to him and say like, hey, you know, like whatever you're doing here, like it's not work. Like, I don't know, behind closed doors, we're not we're not in that conversation. But they definitely had a conversation about the way that Aaron was coming across and that he had to change things. Uh, yeah, I, I know that he's still playing but like when i think about aaron Rodgers, like i i I do this weird thing where i tend to think about him in the past tense a lot like i look back on his career as if it's already over and it's not but i think one thing is deniable like when you do go back uh, undeniable when you do go back and you look at like his career as a whole and i think it's that like He's had some really bad playoff losses, and I know like the super football guys will say like anything other than a Super Bowl is a failure. But like when this team has been at great, great danger of serious failure, like i.e. I. him being your quarterback and not making the playoffs, they have always found a way to rally around him. And yeah. whether it's something different that he does, like the relax season, like they've always gone on these crazy runs to the point where now I'm like really confident that they're going to make the playoffs and possibly win a playoff game if they get a decent matchup like i don't know there's something to that anyway i'm not saying i'm all the way back in on them i'm just saying like it's interesting to think about because i was i was i just i just wanted him to just stay a good guy the whole time and and you know just not be so angry all the time yeah (laughs) we would have probably (sighs) remained apologists for him like throughout this entire season, like I think I was for the first, you know, 15 years of this NFL career, if not for the, just like the, the window into the bullshit and the ego. And, but like, what the hell do we expect? Like, of course you have to be a crazy egomaniac to succeed in that position it's just he probably wears it on his shoulders and does a little more witchcraft than most (laughs) honestly if he if he never did the show with pat mcafee like my all i would feel insanely different about like it's like it's given like you said nick a window into who he is and some of it is the parts that maybe are you know aren't the most admirable because like he said some pretty sassy things on there like you know, like he's come across with like some tude sometimes where you're like, dude, like, you know, check yourself a little bit. But then again, like well, taking down like an athletic reporter for like no real reason, like like yeah. that, just other stuff, whatever. Anyway, I'm clearly just obsessed with him, <laughs> like <laughs> whether it's whether it's love or hate. It's like we should talk about this team and we should. We should talk about the fact that I won two. I'm terrible at live betting, and I twice won live bets on Kirk Cousins throwing an interception on the next drive at two commercial <laughs> breaks in that game. That was the coolest thing ever. I mean, uh, you could tell it was just, it was just trending towards that kind of game, especially. And I, I heard this after the fact. The um, the the JS online, like the Green Nineteen. Um, Packers podcast feedback now ha- uh, feed real- now has a midweek show. I forget the names of the people who do it, but they it's a little bit of film breakdown. And they talked about how um, Kirk Cousins is he's fine with pressure from the outside, but pressure up the middle really, really gets to him. And they were on their third string center, and the Packers were getting a lot of pressure up the middle. And Kirk Cousins just had a terrible day, and it just got worse. Every, every drive was worse than the last. 
<laughs> it's wild to think about that he led the biggest comeback in NFL history because when you think about like Kirk Cousins being down, you're like, man, he is down and he has deflated in terms of confidence. Um, so part of me in the back of my head was like, this game isn't really going to be that big of a blowout, right? Jefferson's going to get loose on something or Hawkinson's going to find a seam and get open or Dalvin cook's going to bust one. Like, but it just didn't happen until the very end of the fourth quarter. Yeah. All right. Um, do some listener note nugs really quick before we uh, throw it to break. Firstly, uh, read, um, and we talked about this a little bit, but Reed tweets in, did anyone else have fun watching that game? Wow, the pack was due for laughter. It really just like, just to being able to laugh in the middle of the game and not laugh because of a special teams blunder uh, on on the part of your your own team was, was nice and refreshing. Um, so thank you, Reed, for sending that in. And I just wanted to uh, also shout out Scott, who literally just tweeted us his no nug. And he just says, dear God, please play the big Bob sounder. So... There you go, Scott. Big f***ing Bob. And we don't even need to go. We don't even need to expand on that. That's it. We're going to break. We'll be right back. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are back, and I'm going to usher us right into the spa. I'm excited about this one. Breathe in. Breathe out. Here we go. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Just want to play Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that's my love letter to Jamal Williams, who yeah, I'm excited um, that he's going to be on my TV again. I just he's so fun. Yeah, I just nothing deep. We don't got to talk about it for too long. I just like it's. I think Lafleur um, said in press availability today, it's he's just impossible not to root for and not to like, and obviously don't want him to score a bunch on the Packers, but like. I don't know. Like Alex, you talk about like your that like just weird emotional attachment that you feel with Aaron Rodgers and like how it almost feels like he can do no <laughs> for me. Like I guess I think that's Jamal Williams. I don't know. I just like there's just such a a fun, innocent energy. Just a just a dude having a good time and being a baller and being underrated and just being nice to people. I don't know. All things I like. <laughs> yeah. Kind of that kind of hits it pretty perfectly. Like that that's the encapsulation of him like underrated and yet almost has like Ladanian Tomlinson style touchdowns this year. 
Um, yeah, I haven't watched funny. him at all, and I am curious about his usage, but his touchdown numbers are ridiculous. He won me countless fantasy games this year. And like on like, but like also on like 34 yards rushing, but like would just get three touchdowns because he was just the powerhouse within like the five yard line. Um, and just, yeah, just so funny. And like unexpected, like, you know, he's going to be funny, but he still will like get you with something that's unexpected and will go on to like a rant, <laughs> something so unrelated. Um, yeah, he's just a, he's a beat writer's dream, that guy. Oh yeah. Just a quote machine. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, uh, you know, back when Favre was playing and he was giving press conferences, it was just like, they just put a nickel in him and just let him talk for five minutes and you've got like yep. a week's worth of stories. Yep, he's yeah. gone off the perks, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, 15 yeah. touchdowns for uh, for Williams. What? Oof. 15. Oof, oof. All right, Devontae. Right. <laughs> All right, who is uh anybody else got some uh some poetry? Going to read poetry into your phone there, uh Nick? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, let me read some poetry into my phone. This one is an ode to both Joe Barry and Uh-oh. and and Jimi Hendrix. Hmm. <laughs> naturally. Yeah, naturally. Hey Joe, where are you going? With that defense in your hand, <laughs> where are you going to now? <laughs> I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Like, where, where, where is he going? What is he doing? I've got no idea. <laughs> Girlfriend's in the next room on her like very important Zoom, and she just gave like yeah. a side eye to your door, like, "What is going on <laughs> yeah. in there? What is that?" <laughs> Definitely just butchering the late Jimi Hendrix. Um, but like, man, I mean, we hit on it earlier. Like there's some, if he had any <laughs> chance of saving his job, it's right here. And I mean, it, anything short of like, a, I mean, if they get blown out by Amon Ra and company and, you know, golf goes for 400 yards, then we can call the last couple of weeks of fluke, but something's clicking. Something's clicking. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I don't see Goff going off for 400 yards, but I do see um, the Packers surrendering some some rushing yards. This might be a uh, – this is like a battle of the bad rushing defenses, <laughs> as far as I can tell. I thought they were going to surrender. I guess the Vikings just got down too early, but like, yeah. I'm surprised Delvin Cook didn't cook. I mean, the Packers had – was it 14? points yeah it was like 14 or 7 I forget it was but they had they had run like I don't know they had like 11 yards of offense and they had like <laughs> had been spotted two scores so at that point yeah, yeah you're already playing yeah, catch up yeah, offense yeah. exactly but yeah if things if things get go the Lions way early on and it's a healthy dose of Jamal Williams and Swift like yeah the defense is going to be tested and the linebackers and that interior like it'll be interesting to see where Clark ends up lining up this week and where Wyatt is. And like, I mean, we didn't even hit on how like dominant Kenny Clark looked. Um, yeah. So will it remain to be seen? But TJ Slayton, like we know, we we know what. Yeah, and Slayton too. We know what's capable of these players. Like now, schematically, Joe, where are you going to now? <laughs> <laughs> do we need more singing on the show we got poetry i was you know, just thinking that reporting is like, eligible just... does a lot of singing i think <sighs> yeah <laughs> more songs and i counted out the uh syllable so it was still i had to i had to get um i had to take some liberties with the gone being one syllable but you know <laughs> just throw a little uh <laughs> little yeah, apostrophe yeah there you're fine yeah if you could if you could look at my notes there's an apostrophe <laughs> <laughs> yeah for um considering how many instruments i have on the wall behind me i don't think we've ever done any uh Ooh, any i would love host provided music jam yeah <laughs> if you've got that many guitars on the wall behind you zach you better know how to play them i can play them 
I know. There's a uh, there's a dulcimer back there. I'm less competent on that. That's Robin's. Yeah. Um, Alex, you want to read the poetry, <laughs> or do you want to? Uh, yeah. Are you going to say? Mine's way more straightforward, and it's going to just lead us into a conversation. Uh, I'd like to have. That's also maybe fodder for degenerate corner. But anyway, let me let me do some deep breathing. Cowboys, Vikings, maybe even the Eagles, just not the Niners. <laughs> so, yeah, we've arrived at a weird place where the Packers may not be good, but also where I'm not scared to play pretty much anybody except for maybe the Niners just because of demons haunting us from the past. But, like, how would you rank them? I know the scenarios, like, they're all over the place. Who could possibly keep track? I think, I think. The one that requires the most things is actually to end up playing San Francisco, which would just mean like all the people that are supposed to win would win. Right? I think. Um, yes. I have it on my phone, but I can't exit my phone because you guys are on my phone because the internet here doesn't work. Uh, but anyway, like... I uh, I have it here. Um, uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, San Francisco, and Minnesota win... And Green Bay plays San Francisco. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. So that's a lot. That's a lot to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I think my rankings would be Cowboys one. From who you want to play or who you don't want to play? Who you want to play? Want who I want? Most I know they want. have to beat the Lions. I know they got to beat the Lions. But I, I, I'm just saying. I want. I would go Cowboys one. Vikings two, Vikings on the road. I'm still kind of scared, and I'm a little scared of how well we we beat them. Like, and it also like Jalen Hurts scenario. I guess I have to go Eagles three. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you'd be stupid with the Eagles ahead of the Vikings. Minnesota is a tough place to go, and then the Niners. It's not crazy that this team wins a playoff game. Yeah, I agree <laughs> it's with that. Not good. Um, at times, very bad team wins a playoff game. Like they're not going to be a touchdown underdog to anybody except the Eagles if Hertz is playing, which I don't really know what's going on there. Maybe San Francisco away, but Purdy, I I don't know. I feel like they'd be like less than a touchdown underdog. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I don't know. I, I heard um, Justice Mosqueda getting kind of confident um, about possible playoff pairings and, and talking about. Um, hang on a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What is that instrument all the way to the right? It's officially getting whiny. Uh, we, for for what it's worth, we couldn't a hear the whining and b Alex asked because you were covering it up what that instrument is way on the right. Because it looks like some type of weapon. Oh, it, that's the yeah, dul- it does. That's the dulcimer. It's like a uh, lap. Uh, it's like a Appalachian instrument. So it like sits on your lap, and it's got a uh, slide element to it. It's very simple to play. Okay, sounds nice for a campfire. It does sound nice. <clears throat> what was I saying? Oh, um, I Justice Mosqueda kind of he sounded kind of I don't want to say confident but more confident than he than he would have been prior to uh, Brock Purdy taking the reins um about possibly facing the Niners but I still have I mean you know Jimmy Garoppolo beat the Packers he threw eight passes in that game I think was the number <laughs> it's not so, it's not the it's it's really not like the personnel it's the entity and it's Shanahan. Like, that's the thing. I share your concern with going to Minnesota in the dome. Like, I don't know. Just like when you, you don't know really what you have when you have two a two-game sample size and each team wallops the hell out of the other. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what is this matchup even? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, Cowboys have a ton of firepower. 
Um, but I feel like they have exclusive good players on defense, but they don't have a good total defense. Um, so there are ways that you can carve them up. The Eagles don't scare me as much as they used to. I don't know why. Um, and the Niners are, we have, you have to put them number one, despite the fact that like, at some, like at some point is Rogers really going to go throughout his entire career without beating them in the playoffs with that <laughs> chip on it, that 2005 chip on his shoulders. Like, I don't know. I'm not yeah. into NFL storyline storybook ending type shit, but maybe I am. Yeah. I think <laughs> my, this is like bad, bad, bad sports talk radio practice because really I should have a formal list and it's kind of a cop out, but I really feel like the Cowboys, the Vikings and the Eagles to me, it's more about the Packers than it is about those teams. I think the Packers could, you know, and Aaron Rodgers has said it a few times this year that it's the Packers this year are a team that can lose to anybody or beat anybody. Um, and I feel that way about pretty much equally about the Cowboys, the Eagles and the Vikings. Um, I'm pretty sure that they would, they would lose. They'd have a really tough time against the, the 49ers. So me, it's like a three-way tie in terms of like, I kind of don't care between the Cowboys, Vikings and Eagles. I think Mm. I don't, I, you know, I feel like it's a coin flip as to, you know, it depends on which Packers team shows up. What's funny about this whole thing is we're talking about them playing like, you know, either way they're going to run into who I guess by record would be the best team in the NFC. And we can't even say definitively that they, you know, that that's a bad matchup for them, which just goes to show. And I feel like the NFL has been increasingly trending in this direction that everyone is kind of average together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the team, the Packers just dismantled won 12 games so far like that, you know, like a 12 win team used to be a team that you could say is definitively good. It's just, it's kind of not that way right now, yeah. oddly, uh, in the NFC at least. Yeah, kind of in the AFC too. Like the you've seen some of these teams fall from grace. Um, Where have all the good teams gone? Where have all the good teams? <laughs> we, nobody wanted Tom Brady and the Patriots around, but they provided some stability that we all got really used to, <laughs> and now nobody knows what the hell to do with themselves. Well, that's why, was, that's why we were also like, mad earlier in the year because we're like, if this was the year for the Packers to figure their shit out why not make it this year everybody else is just so lackluster yeah and found their way found their way to winning in well i do think we're in that the sort of short if if nfl trends are like peaks and valleys we're in the short valley where defenses have caught up to to offenses and there's no like hot new scheme that is (laughs) has like one or two teams scoring like 45 points a game it's just not happening this season like it was two or three years ago yeah, but, I, yeah. but maybe that's next year or the year after i don't know i don't watch enough college football to know what's coming next that's a justice we question. need uh we need human evolution to accelerate we need like the Giannis <laughs> of football to rear its head and then we'll probably have that form of dominance again that we had in the early 2000s yeah all right guys let's uh let's do a quick pit stop on degenerate corner do we have any uh do we have any lines? What are we looking at? Um, I haven't got it. Like, I don't know the odds um, because our friends at DraftKings are patient and we record this too early for that. But whatever it's going to be, uh, Jamal Williams, anytime touchdown score. And I am here for the celebration. Just one. Just, and just let it be one. early. And just let us overcome. Jamal Williams can have one touchdown. Our cool. a treat. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can have that. You could celebrate. Um, I think that's what I'm going to put my uh, put my my degenerate corner little piggy bank on this week. I like it. Nick, do you got anything or no? Yeah, I think um, I think Christian Watson's going to find the end zone this week. Um, <laughs> Matt Lafleur sure wants him to. He wants him to, man. <laughs> He's and trying so hard. Maybe the refs won't swallow their whistle as much this week, which don't get me wrong. Like I'm all for that. 
um, in general, but there were, I feel like the whistle was not blown at all during that game. They really let him yeah. play. Yeah. They let, they let the boys play. Yeah. Yeah. I think Watson will get, get loose on one and end the season on a bang. That would be, that would be a, my anytime touchdown score degenerate corner prop. Maybe we should uh, do a little anytime touchdown score parlay. Hey. Ooh. So if we are to do that, DraftKings will oftentimes give you a bonus where you get um, like a profit boost on three anytime scores. So yeah, yeah. I think we should implore something from from Zach here. I love it. Who's scoring and why is it Big Bob? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I almost said Big Bob. <laughs> um, Aaron Jones. Yeah, there we go. I'm putting that in. I'm putting, yeah. <laughs> That's your unpacked pod. Anytime touchdown, three leg parlay. You get no DraftKings profit bonus from it, but you know what? You get kudos on Twitter if you tweet at us. <laughs> is there is there an even higher Zoom account? that uh we there can is. guarantee that we'll subscribe to. oh is there, there I don't is, wanna, but it's I don't like if say. you if you want to have like a bunch of people have access to like premium accounts and be able to record their own meetings at the same time that's like the next that's like the next level up <laughs> like we'd be uh, like we're running a company basically yes like, right uh, which we uh, definitely okay. are maybe, not <laughs> maybe i don't want to commit to that then I'm, i don't yeah. want to bite off more than i could chew yeah but um but no we think Glenn very much for what we do have because it is a substantial upgrade. I'm going to hit the polka. And Nick, you talked about Christian Watson helping end the season on a bang. Speaking of ending the season on a bang, last game of the year, win and they are in. Are the Packers winning on Sunday? Nick, he says yes. They're winning. Yep. Alex also says yes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It doesn't end here. I this say is yes to the end of our journey with Rogers. Let's do it, baby. Win and they are in. And we will also know by kickoff based on the uh, Seahawks game if the Lions actually are playing for something. Um, so keep your eyes on that earlier in the day on Sunday. One quick shout out before we uh, head out the APC Unpack Pod. Pick'em League is heading into its final week. And uh, we have a tight race between uh, Chris Pirtle, Victor Alvis, Nick Varley, and Matthew Soik. I actually am in fifth place. I'm not including myself in that uh, because I'm not going to mail myself a trophy if I win. Uh, but I will mail one of you a trophy. So good luck here in the home stretch. Thank you for playing this free, stupid game that takes you, you know, your own time and energy to play. Appreciate it. Hope it was fun. Um, Alex, Nick, me. That's three <laughs> votes for the Packers winning. And that's all we need. That's uh, That'll do it. That's going to push them over the edge. I can feel it. Yep. We're going to will this team to victory. For them, I am me. Go Pack Go. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to you guys next week.